Hello everyone and welcome to our brand new podcast. We wanted to start this by talking about female pressure and on this round focus on cis women. However, we could not talk about the female pressure without talking about the female body. I'm Natalia and I have a bachelor's in psychology. I am also a research coordinator, yoga teacher, meditation facilitator, and natural healing enthusiast. I'm Jessica and I have a bachelor's in psychology with certificates in women and gender studies and in LGBTQ plus studies. I will be your host for the Let's Talk About Humanity podcast in which we will be discussing different topics from sexuality to mental health and general wellness. We are clearly very different and may have different approaches which is in part why we thought it would be great to do this together. Um, But we have one thing in common, and that is that we are both en route to becoming sexual coaches and consultants. Um, That's why we thought it would be a great collaboration in order to bring awareness to important causes and share our opinion on controversial ideas. Even though we'll be giving our opinions, we'll provide you with a general consensus and research behind these topics. Having said that, you can you can expect our podcast to be 15 to 30 minutes long. They will be planned, but unscripted and uploaded every two weeks. So without further ado, let's talk about the female body. And I want to emphasize that we look forward to talking about um, women in general, including trans women and non-binary individuals as well. Today, however, we will be focusing on the female body, its objectification, our own experiences as women, and more. So there are unrealistic beauty standards around the world, and we're um, primarily focusing on the Western perspective in this um, podcast. I think people put a lot of emphasis on women's bodies and shapes, and it changes throughout history, but right now the biggest thing is curves. Nobody should have an opinion on anybody's body size or shape because there's more than meets the eye. For instance, I've always been very skinny, um, you know, growing up. Um, and I did hit puberty around nine years old. Um, and, you know, we you expect women as they're growing up to um, have these changes, um, you know, due to hormones and whatnot. But I stayed very skinny. And there's two things about this that did a, that has affected my self-esteem throughout the years. And one of them is looking at social media and everything like you see women and you know if we're allowed to say this world this words i hope we're not censored like you know women have boobs bigger boobs and you know they get a bigger ass too um and for a long time i felt like i was i wasn't as much of a woman you know i have people at parties and gatherings be like um yeah they pointed out yeah, they put it out and they they joke about it as if it was, you know, like not not insensitive because I'm just skinny. They would be like, um, you know, you will be blown away by the by the wind. Um, and that would literally like that. be your nickname throughout like your life. Yeah. And you told me about that, right? Like, yeah, up, people would call you like that because you were skinny. Yeah, literally, I was skinny all my life. And then I was like a late bloomer, like having puberty at 14 and then my body started changing like in my like starting in my 20s and then once everyone realized that my body was changing it was just 
they had an opinion on my weight, even though no one should have, no one should say what they think about anybody's body. You should keep that to yourself because you don't know how they feel, how that and person it, feels. And you told me it made you self-conscious, right? Throughout like that process. Yeah, I was already battling it with myself and then having others pointed out, it was just uncalled for. Yeah, so I think women's body in general, like whether we are skinny or we yeah. are not skinny, um, people find something to say either way. Like it doesn't matter. Um, and it's just like one thing. And we're talking about like the general process of how the body changes or doesn't change through puberty. But apart from that, I remember a couple of years back, I was struggling with anxiety and I wasn't eating very well. So I actually was losing weight, which to me was already a big deal because being skinny, um, when I went to the gym, when I was eating, like um, while doing it in a mindful way, my like my goal was always to gain weight. So um, now that I lost weight because of a mental health struggle, um, people would notice and I had friends tell me like, oh, I wish I had your body. And the second they said that I felt like crying. Um, like you like self-doubt like, oh, should I be feeling this way? But everyone's telling me like like opposing views and it's like you kind of undermine yourself. I was like, oh, you don't know what you're saying. You know, I would yeah. say things like that um, just because I was really offended, offended at the moment. Um, I think but they're yeah. trying to be nice about it, like thinking they're giving you compliments, trying to make you feel better, but ultimately it just made you feel worse. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, we just shouldn't have, we shouldn't use the body as a way to compliment women. Mm -hmm. You never know what's really going on. Um, I may look healthy, but I wasn't healthy, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was having, I was really struggling with eating and, you know, among other things because of anxiety and it just shows it's again there's more than meets the eye there's you know the way you look yeah there's natural components such as your you know genetics the way your your bones align certain ways so that mm -hmm. you look a little curvier or not but there's also a health component to it I mean, it could be like physical health, right? Like um, you have a hormonal issue or you're going, you're struggling with some sort of condition. Um, like a thyroid issue or PCOS. Exactly. You, know, you never know. You can't see those things and you don't know how harmful it could be to somebody. Exactly. So it, it can be like a physical condition or it could be like a mental health struggle, you know, that's mm -hmm. uh, having you lose this weight or put on weight. So it's 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 something that people should be more sensitive about. And I think we're we're kind of working on it. Um, but we still have a long way to go. My experience was just an internal struggle of trying to find myself. And like I had a drastic weight change and going to the doctors, they would tell me they're like, what happened here? What where does this what happened? And it's like, I, I don't know, like I wasn't overeating I wasn't doing any of that but it's like it's just my body changing and then then came with that like stretch marks came you know what I mean and that was also another like beauty standard that people try to put down with like creams and stuff like that 
Um, the like different marks um, and things that show through your skin like stretch marks or cellulite yeah and I had no control over that and you're older now um you're you know an adult and I'm sure you can tell that was what's what was going on back then but when you're a teen and you're hearing these things like oh what what happened to your body you don't really know so this is why also teenagers um feel so pressured and do you know risky stuff to look a certain way or not because they don't really know what to do with that information we don't have enough people saying it's okay you know this is natural um so imagine you go to the doctor jessica and his reaction is what happened here like how crazy like, i don't know you're the doctor like hello <laughs> i don't i find that ridiculous but again beauty standards unfortunately affect how people think even from like physicians mm-hmm. um so yeah the as jessica said the the other thing on our list was stretch marks and cellulite we also wanted to talk briefly about what we see and our personal experiences with that so and we have it's kind of like a theme here with how we're both so different in terms of body but we still find mm-hmm. found like little ways in which we actually relate right um so in my case again um i feel like i stayed pretty skinny except maybe like my butt you know grew a bit and i do have a little stretch marks there so i'm not how much do i weigh i'm not even going to talk about my weight the point is i have stretch marks and on on my thighs i also have a little bit of cellulite like Um, people want skin to be perfect and it's like and they market all these creams and injections to take away cellulite and take away stretch marks and we shouldn't even be worrying about what that would look like yeah and i think when we're planning this part of the podcast we also said how it's all this these messages we don't necessarily like brands don't want them to be harmful you know in quotation mm-hmm. marks but but it's like the indirect message because they're not saying cellulite is bad get rid of it or stretch marks are bad get rid of them they're telling you this is a cream to get rid of your um stretch marks yeah so indirectly they're telling uh whoever sees that message and it, and it could be young girls who don't even need these creams or don't even know what, you know, stretch marks are until they get stretch marks a couple of years later. Um, but they already have this message in their heads that stretch marks are bad. So the second they see it, they think, oh, bad. I have to make, you know, I have to uh, make those disappear. It's- yeah, they're insinuating that it should go away. That's how I felt when I first got mine when I was like developing and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so ugly. I want it to go away. Like, that's, like, the first thing I would look at, like, look at when I would, like, take off my clothes. I'm like, oh, and I would stare at the mirror wanting it to leave. But that's just a healthy sign that you're developing properly. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, and there's, there's no wrong way. You know, your body um, will change throughout your life. And mm-hmm. it will look different ways, whether you get stretch marks or not, whether you get cellulite or not. There's so many things in play um, that say whether you're going to get these marks or not. And you're fine either way. Like, I think the message is mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But another thing also on our on our list is body hair, which is which hits home for me because um, due to genetics, I am a very hairy woman, and so I was hairy from like the start. Like I remember my mom told me that I had little hairs on my arms already and on my legs when I was a baby. And some people see that as like a curse, like, oh, she's going to suffer so much through her life because she's going to oh, be wow. hairy. Yeah, and they say that because, you know, women are expected to get rid of their hair too. And mm -hmm. getting rid of hair is painful, is tedious, is a waste of time, it's many things. And, you know, I'm not meaning to say that um, it's bad to do these things, but it should be a choice. It shouldn't be an expectation. Um, that, you know, that was just when I was younger, but as an older woman, well, not an older woman, I'm not an older woman, <laughs> but as a young adult, um, I still struggle with my body hair. So right now I'm at a point where, you know, I still shave, but I'm not as, as strict with it. Because to be honest with you, for so long, I would wear jeans. And if some hair was like, if my ankles were showing and there was some hair there, it would become like a rock on the rest of my day. It's definitely been like a journey because of how much um, attention it's put on body hair, on female body hair. Yeah, people have a preconceived notion that you're unhygienic if you don't shave or like as a woman, it's like, oh, like you're not shaving. That's more like of a, a, a manly trait if you don't yeah. shave and other people put that on you like for example if I go to the beach I'm like oh my gosh should I shave or should I not shave like people, other people I'm just worried about other people think about me if I don't shave like my armpits or my legs if I go out um like it's I can wear dresses out but um with family members I'm more conscious about them and oh they're gonna think that I don't quote take care of myself like that I don't is, care about myself I'm glad you brought that up because the that little bit of how not shaving or getting rid, uh, rid of your hair is unhygienic is a thing like my mom now like she kind of understands where I'm going with this but for a while she was like <gasps> why haven't you shaved? This is so unhygienic, you know? She would tell me this. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I've also done my little bit of of work with my mom because she's more accepting of it as well. Mm -hmm. But well, people who don't know me, I'm sure look and, you know, are um, like taken aback. Like, oh, And like, they that? judge. Yeah. yeah. They, f they definitely do. But I think the trick is in when you're doing this, forgetting about what people may think. Okay, so another thing on our list was acne. And I told Jessica, like, I can't really say that I am, that I ever had a big issue with acne. Um, but I know this is an issue for most women and also men as well. But, you know, more specifically when we're like growing up and there's like that hormonal chaos um, as we hit puberty and just go through the entirety of it, um, just how self-conscious people feel because of their acne. And it's very similar to 
to the stretch marks in cellulite, how people think that your skin has to be perfect. Yeah, like your there's like oh your pores or oh, like little pimples here and there. Like I don't understand why it's such a big deal. It's just either hormonal or just part like people will have acne even in their adult life. You know yeah. what I mean? And For people cover reason. it up. Yeah. It's not that they're being uh they're not cleaning their face cuz I think I I I personally in high school heard that about, you know, guys were teasing a girl. It was so ugly and that she has to like learn how to clean her face or something. And I was like, you don't know that. It's hormonal, you know, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, um, just so, wash it with water and drink water will go away. Like it's much and, more than that. And you know what? I I never kept in touch with that girl because she, we, she and I weren't friends, but I know that when she moved countries, like she moved back to her own country, um I know that her change her face completely changed, her skin completely changed. So that tells you how, you know, it may have been the weather um that just did not sit well with her skin type. I've heard of that like the humidity or it could be the dryness of a place can drastically change like the the barrier or moisture of your face. Yeah. And even later, I was friends with people who were her friends. So I heard them say like oh she's visiting or this and that and this was later in life we were we weren't any longer teenagers and they would talk about her face and be like oh yeah she has such clear skin now but once she come comes back it's gonna change and she's gonna have like acne all over again it's like why are people hyper focused on this my god you can't find something else to talk about besides her like her face like yes mm -hmm. it's i mean it's ridiculous like now that just shows like another example of people having judgment and thinking they can say something about somebody else body face like their hair anything and i want to make a point there if you have an issue with the way that somebody looks that's a problem you have that's your mm -hmm. problem and you're projecting on them that has nothing to do with that other person that's the way they look so if you've got something to say Keep it in your head and then think, wow, I have an issue that I have to work on. Yeah, literally have to acknowledge, why am I saying those horrible things to other people? Yeah, and you have to be aware of that. And I don't think most people are self-aware enough. That's, um, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm into mindfulness, I do see how being more mindful makes such a, uh, such a big difference, you know. But that's not the reality for most people. They're not mindful. Um, they don't really... Um, they're not aware of how their words can affect other people and how they can words can even affect yourself even if they're projected onto onto some someone else people can take that with them for years like that small sentence that small comment people can literally have that in their mind for years and have it like kind of replay in their mind because i'm pretty sure both of us has had that experience of just one comment from that one person in like middle school or something and we still like bring that like oh now. yeah when it comes to body hair i never really cared about it until when i was about 10 and this is specifically like um my hairy legs i went to summer camp uh for about two weeks and there were a lot of girls of different ages 
and I noticed how my legs were hairier than most of the girls there. And I think that was the point in my life where I started being self-conscious of my hairy legs. You know, you compare yourself, it's natural to compare yourself with peers. But what's important is that the narrative behind those things like body hair, acne, stretch marks, that the narrative is positive. You know, that, that there's not something behind these topics that make them negative, make them bad, make them something that you want to get rid of. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's completely normal to compare yourself to the people that are around your age. So like, you know, your friends, um, peers at school, it's all very natural, very normal to do so. But what is important is that also parents themselves create a narrative for their kids because education, all kinds of education start at home. The parents create an environment that support uh, support growth and change in your body. So that when we compare ourselves or we notice that we are different to other people and we go home, we have the support of our parents and they can set us right and say, yeah, you're different, but that's okay. And not even parenting. I think the like public media can also show differing like bodies and body hair and stretch marks on for example clothing lines or like underwear models or something like that like showing hey different body types you can also wear clothing whichever size or whichever body you have yeah absolutely and that's changing a little bit there are brands out there and uh, there's influencers out there um who have put a positive light on some of these topics um but it's still not i mean it's it's a start but we're not there yet and i think we even listed some of the companies that are kind of changing their narrative in that sense um for instance billy and they're a company, I, I don't know if, I mean, they're on social media and they have social media like Instagram ads out there. So I think um, a lot of people may have like seen their stuff or know their brand name, but um, they're a, what do you call that? Like a razor company. They sell razors and yeah. cream and that kind of stuff, shaving products basically. And Jessica, you said something really funny the other day. It's that usually brands that like before (laughs) brands would show you like a woman with no hair shaving and like they would literally shave nothing and it was already like a clean shaven like leg or something and they're shaving literally nothing like they're hovering over their leg like what is it shaving what is it showing me like yeah i'm getting that's why it's so refreshing to see some brands now actually show you yeah. on an ad like a hairy leg that's being shaped. And not only that, but they're also telling you, you know, body hair, it's natural and you may not want to get rid of it. But if you do want to get rid of it, you, you know, feel free to buy our razors or whatever. And the other brand is like by Rihanna Savage X Fenty, where they had a whole runway of different body sizes and men as well, different body sizes showing their underwear. And I think that's great. Even on the website, they have different models and how the um, the clothing looks to different in different models, which I think is great because wouldn't I want to know 
what I look like in their products instead of just someone that looks completely not me. Like, I think that's yeah. amazing. That that's that's a good point too. Um, when when I'm like online shopping or some or something, sometimes I'm like, is this gonna look on me like it looks mm -hmm. on the bottle? Because like she's you know she's a skinny woman, but she definitely has more curves than I do. So, is it going to look like how is it gonna look on me? I have no idea yeah. because all the models are basically the same. So yeah, I'm actually scrolling now through like the X Fenty. And like the representation really matters. Like you yeah. feel good. I'm like, oh, this looks like me. I'm gonna buy this. It's like, liberating. It's liberating, yeah. truly. Um, but I'm looking through their stuff right now, and you see women that are uh, curvy, women of different sizes. You see black women. Um, they're different. Um, like tall, like tall and short um, women as yes. well. And men as well. Some of their men mm -hmm. also. I mean, people won't be able to to see this probably, but there, this is like a yeah. you know, um, this is um, I would say like a plus size man, mm -hmm. uh, and he's like you know feeling himself and he's orange, like I think that's that, beautiful. That's changing the narrative for good. Um, as we said earlier, we did want to have a few minutes to talk about body positivity and body neutrality, which are two topics that are somewhat controversial nowadays. Um, and we're first going to um, give you a definition of what they are so that we are on the same page when we're talking about them. So as of, as of today, the body positivity movement began to emerge across all media channels around 2012. The goal was to shift unrealistic feminine beauty standards into a more whole-bodied, realistic approach. But body neutrality is a different approach from body positivity. Instead of focusing on loving your body no matter what, body neutrality is a philosophy that focuses on what your body can do for you. Yes, absolutely. And just to put it out there, um, I got this definitions from verywellmind.com. Um, so they're not in our own words. It was just um, a quote from this website. And so in my opinion, body neutrality is better because someone can always tell you based on their perspective that your body isn't sexy, cute, beautiful, whatever it is. And the thing about this is that we are social beings. And as social animals, it is only natural for us to care about what other people say. We can't always just block out what people say. And so when you hear these things constantly, it does affect you, even if you don't want it to affect you. Um, it can affect you, especially if you are solely focused on how it looks. If your body looks a certain way and that's all that matters to you, it definitely can affect you when people um, you know, share their negative opinions with you. But nobody, on the other hand, can take away from you what your body does to keep you alive, functional, and living the life that you live. And oh with this God. perspective, and that's body neutrality, with this perspective, I think you can still love your body based on what it does for you instead of what it, how it looks to you and other people. And that's why uh, I'm not saying that body positivity is a bad thing because again, you know, it has all the great intentions. It has, you know, the goal to shift unrealistic feminine beauty standards and, you know, uh, like 
change them to realistic ones. However, I just think body neutrality is a more efficient um, approach. Do you have any thoughts, Jessica? Like, how do you feel about these? Like, I I was for the body body positivity movement, but I think body neutrality makes much more sense than focusing on what your body looks like. Like, for example, I've always thought my body looked cute that's what I'm going for like oh I'm cute I'm sucking that cute like oh I'm not I can't I'm not sexy my body's not sexy I'm cute and I'm like why am I focusing on that why am I focusing on um how that I'm healthy you know like my body is my body and it's whatever I want it to be you know what I mean yeah and uh, that's that's I'm glad you that you brought that up because your body can change so much. The looks can change always, but what your body mm-hmm. does for you, that can't really change. Nobody can change that for you. That perspective per- perspective relies solely on you. Mm-hmm. That's like, why this is I me. Go, like yeah, it's just like your body. It's natural. It's gonna look the way it's supposed to look. Um. And that's why you should keep it healthy, right? Because um, so that you can keep you going for longer. Um, but at the end of the day, body positivity, while it has the good intentions, in my opinion, does not is not as effective to maintain self-esteem and other things. I also feel like body positivity... Um, when it's geared, and I know it's hard to like advocate for everyone at all times, but when it's geared towards one body, it's like, oh yeah, body positive. It can, like, it can have other people that don't have that body feel left out. You know exactly. So it still focuses on beauty standards, and at the end of the day, I don't think we should beauty standards should change. So that there are no beauty standards. That's what I think. Yeah, that everybody is beautiful regardless of what they look like. Because it's your body, you this is that's that's what you got. You gotta fly, yeah. you gotta do yeah. And you know what why it's beautiful, I think? It's not beautiful because of how it looks, it's because it's about it's because of what it does, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how the narrative should should um change for the better. Like, like the strengths you have, like working out is instead of looking, oh, this is for me and how I look, how I look. It's, oh, look how much like I can lift or something. Look what my body can do. You know what I mean? Like, look at it in that perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's our, our thoughts on body neutrality versus body positivity. Do let us know if you know, if you have a different perspective or a different opinion, um, if you think different about it, or if you want to explain these terms or give us examples outside of what we have talked about. And I think that's what we have for today. So we look forward to hearing from you, whatever you have to say, leave us some feedback along with any topics that you like to hear uh, from us. And if you stuck all the way to the end, thank you so much for sticking around and we hope you come back to our next episode.